one, and we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Jonathan Kogan's show. I'm your host, Johnny K. You know the movie Minority Report, where they actually arrest people for crimes that they think they're going to do, and then they bef- they arrest them before they can actually do the crime they're thinking they're going to do? That's like pre-thought crimes, right? And so the crime doesn't actually happen physically, but they thought it thought crime, you know, kind of like 1984 stuff. Well, the World Economic Forum says that technology is here and they literally, they literally start off this presentation telling you, let's watch a video about how great this is and how we're going to stop pre-thought crimes. They literally say, this is real. This is, this video is real. So I'm going to play the intro of the video of them saying we're going to play a video and we're going to stop pre-thought crime. So it's minority report in real life. And since, um, uh, tyranny seems to be um, a fan favorite, uh, you know, in 2023 across the, the global population for some reason. Um, you'll love this. You will love this. But since you're part of the John the Kogan Show community, you know this is bad. You know this is not good for team peasant, for the everyday person. But this is real. Okay. This is them presenting. Oh, it's already here. Are you ready for brain transparency? We sure are. AKA, you don't have a choice. Listen to this. Ready? Uh, let's, here's the intro. And then I'll let them play the video introducing what technology is here and how fantastic it is. Here we go. First off, the video, uh, it's going to make you see the future and understand a wonderful future where we can use brainwaves to fight crime, be more productive, and find love. Let's roll. You're in the zone. Even you can't believe how productive you've been. Your memo is finished. Your inbox is under control and you're feeling sharper than you have in a decade. Sensing your joy, your playlist shifts to your favorite song, sending chills up your spine as the music begins to play. You glance at the program running in the background on your computer screen and notice a now familiar sight that appears whenever you're overloaded with pleasure, your theta brainwave activity decreasing in the temporal regions of your brain. You mentally move the cursor to the left, and scroll through your brain data over the past few hours. You can see your stress levels rising as the deadline to finish your memo approached, causing a peak in your beta brainwave activity right before an alert popped up, telling you to take a brain break. But what's that unusual change in your brain activity when you're asleep? It started earlier in the month. You send a text message to your doctor with a mental swipe of your cursor. Could you take a quick look at my brain data? Anything to worry about? Your mind starts to wander to the new colleague on your team, whom you know you shouldn't be daydreaming about, given the policy against intra-office romance. But you can't help fantasizing just a little. But then worry that your boss will notice your amorous feelings when she checks your brain activity and shift your attention back to the present. You breathe a sigh of relief when the email she sends you later that day congratulates you on your brain metrics. Oh, so by the way, we can plug in your brain and regulate everything. And just in case you're thinking about something we don't want you to think about, we will zap you into productivity and efficiency, baby, because this world is about what you can do for the man or the woman or whoever runs corporations nowadays, whatever you're supposed to say. The, the transgender hero, whatever. We don't care. We don't, we don't care about genders. We don't care about politics in this podcast. We really don't care about being politically correct. We just care about our brains having freedom and having freedom of thought. Congratulations. You got your brain metrics. That's what's going on now. 
They zap you. Oh, you're daydreaming. You're not thinking about the right thing. We want product productivity and efficiency. No more colleges. You just put them right into slave labor, baby. This is matrix forever on the deepest level ever. Continue. Which have earned you another performance bonus. You head home jamming to the music with your work-issued brain-sensing earbuds still in. When you arrive at work the next day, a somber cloud has fallen over the office, along with emails, text messages, and GPS location data. The government has subpoenaed employees' brainwave data from the past year. They have compelling evidence that one of your coworkers has committed massive wire fraud. Now, they're looking for his co-conspirators. You discover they are looking for synchronized brain activity between your coworker and the people he has been working with. While you know you're innocent of any crime, you've been secretly working with him on a new startup venture. Shaking, you remove your earbuds. <laughs> and then it says the battle for your brain. That's their intro video. They are literally shoving tyranny in your face and saying, you can't do anything about it. This is the new workforce. This, you know, it's not the concern about the artificial intelligence. Listen, Will Chad, Chad GBT, for better or worse, will be known as the beginning of the AI revolution, which will probably be the most transformative technological revolution humanity has ever experienced. Okay. And that really just started end of 2022, 2023. Now you think about the internet and how far we've come since 1995 to 2023, where we are now and how long that took, right? 20, what is that? 28 years or so about, you know, to go from 95 to where we are now. A lot of progress. Now it's all mobile, all that stuff, right? Social media. Well, think about AI going five to 10 times, probably 10 times faster than that. And where we're going to be in three years, let alone 10 years. Okay. So 95 to 2023 for the internet is going to be for AI, like 2023 to 2020, probably 2030. Okay. Probably 2030. So it's here. Whether you like it or not, the artificial intelligence revolution is here. I think that it could be much better for human productivity. We could work with it. We can, we could be more efficient. We could be, have more leisure. We could focus on more creativity tasks more than, you know, the kind of like robotic process automation, automate those mundane tasks that people still need to enter in computers, filling out forms, all this stuff that can be done with intelligent automation and process automation at a much higher level with AI. And even some creativity stuff like generating images. Like there's right now there's AI porn stars going around, like fake girls that were generated with AI that look really real. And so there's like AI porn now that people are getting off on. That's just the way it is. Obviously, if people always have said, if you want to know technological innovation, look at the porn industry. They're the first ones to always adopt it. And guess what? They're paying in Bitcoin. Just saying. So I think I don't actually prove that. I don't know. Not a big porn guy. But Pornhub is like what the YouTube of porn, right? Isn't that true? Something like that. So, um, where anyone can upload anything, which is crazy bonkers that that exists. Like open source video platform for porn. That's crazy. Like, how do you even reg like, does anything go? What about like, what about like pedophiles and stuff like that? It's crazy. It's unbelievably nuts. But the point is, is that the revolution's here. And the question is, is who's going to be controlling this first? Is it going to be your bosses? Is it going to be everyone's going to be working in some massive corporation and they're going to look at your brainwaves and know your thoughts and you're thinking about a romantic thing with your worker. They're going to look on the, your boss, who's probably an asshole anyways. He's going to look on the computer and be like, oh my God, since I'm a manager and I have nothing better to do, I want to shift this peasant's brainwaves to something I want them to do, like fill out my expense reports or something. Instead of going to talk to them, you zap them into the task that you want them to get to. 
that is, or hey, by the way, I want to commit a crime like wire fraud. Oh my God, we, we, that guy thought of wire fraud. Let's subpoena everything and the government needs to take everything and arrest this person. That is literally minority report in real life. Okay. I'm rewatching that movie now. It is literally minority report in real life and it's here whether you like it or not. Okay. There's some more of this video. And by the way, the big innovation is, is that I'll get to it in the third clip here, which is this year in 2023, they are coming out with the earbuds already to monitor. They're starting to, to you know, they're going to, they're going to, it's all, it's going to be, it's going to be promoted for safety. It's going to be better for the people. It's going to lift people out of poverty. It's for world peace. And so if you deny having your brainwaves checked, you're like, what are you racist? What are you like, like anti-human? What do you, what do you hate helping the world? What are you a terrible person? Like, what do you mean? Tracking brainwaves is going to save the universe. What are you doing? That's how it's going to be pitched. Just like, just like central bank digital currencies. What do you hate lifting the entire world out of poverty? You selfish pig. You know what I mean? You get the gist, but they're, they're coming out with these earbuds to save the world literally this year. So it's starting right now and it's going to go fast. But before I get to that third clip, here's the second, second clip of an example of how this is going to be used because Davos people only think about it in terms of their workforce because they're all like CEOs and founders of massive corporations of how we can make people more productive so we can make more money. That's how we want to utilize AI, not to, not to be more creative, not to help people go live the life of their dreams. No productivity, efficiency, and low costs, baby. That's all we want here. It turns out that one of the most compelling early applications of this technology is to be able to decode at least some simple, effective states of individuals that can potentially improve their well-being, potentially improve productivity, but certainly transform what our lives look like in the workplace and in our everyday activities. While we can't literally decode complex thought just yet, there's a lot that we can already decode that's quite relevant for the workplace environment. Consider the fact that right now, many workplaces have individuals who have to be awake and alert at all times in order to do their jobs well. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Take this example where this trucker decided to take a 20-hour shot for a 1,500-mile ride, well exceeding the amount of time that any trucker, long-haul trucker, is supposed to drive. His employer didn't discover his choices until the fatal accident that was disastrous for the company and cost See how it's pitched? We're saving lives. We need to check your brainwaves to save lives. You see how it is? Even though trucks are going to be automated with the Tesla technology for the driving soon, we need to save lives. So we must have a hold of your brain. And so when they want a hold of your brain, listen to what she says. But he could have known much sooner. He could have detected whether or not the trucker was entering into the earliest stages of microsleep, starting to go from being alert to tired well before it occurred. And he could have done so through a simple hat, a simple wearable hat that has embedded electrode sensors that would pick up brainwave activity and give a score between one to five to help the employer and the employee know what stage of alertness the person was experiencing and whether or not they were starting to fall asleep. Now you might think, okay, we have driver assist technology in cars already, why do we need this? It's because this happens much sooner much more accurately, and it gives you the real-time information that you need in order to make choices to intervene before a person is 
perilously exhausted. And we as a society should want that. We should want the technology that enables us to be safer, to all be able to exist in an environment where commercial drivers or individuals who need to be wide awake are wide awake when they're supposed to be. Because when they're not, the consequences are disastrous. While plane crashes are much less frequent than other forms of accidents, at least 16 plane crashes in the past decade have been attributed to pilot fatigue. Which is probably why, in more than 5,000 companies across the world, employees are already having their brainwave activity monitored to test for their fatigue levels. Whether it's the Beijing-Shanghai line, where train conductors are required to wear hats that have sensors that pick up their brain activity. That's where the Chinese Communist Party forces them to do that. I mean, this is crazy. What are we talking about here? And then I think she talks about zapping them back awake. Let's see if she says it real, real quick or mining companies throughout the world, employees are already having their brain activity monitored, and it may wear, it very well may be something that we want to embrace as a society. Okay, you might be shuddering, right? That was certainly my first reaction when I discovered that we are tracking brainwave activity in the workplace and that we can do it at all. But I believe we need to have a much more nuanced conversation about it, because I think done well, Neurotechnology has extraordinary. Okay, so she goes on to talk about how they, if you're at work in a cubicle, you can, if you're not paying attention or someone's tired, your boss will just go to their computer and zap you back away and make sure you are doing that accounting work all day for the next 12 hours. Do you see how out of hand this can get? The fact that they are going to put your brain waves in control of a manager where there's already a dysfunctional management style. Probably your manager probably stinks. Maybe they're good, but there's somewhere in the hierarchy where someone is just wants to control people and does not care about your well-being, or that they look at your thought crimes and then send you to the government. And they put you in a gulag. I mean, this is crazy. It's absolutely bananas, but here's the earbuds that are coming out soon. I want you to hear this. And you should be very, very excited. Like she said, very, very excited. These are coming out this year. This speech just happened like a few weeks ago. The newest way to monitor attention is through a device like this one. These are ear pods that are launching later this year. These ear pods, much like the video you watched earlier, are ear pods that can pick up brainwave activity and tell whether or not a person is paying attention or their mind is wandering. Okay, well, you might think, fine. But even if we can tell whether a person is paying attention or their mind is wandering, you can't tell what they're paying attention to. You would be wrong. Turns out that you can not only tell whether whether a person is paying attention or their mind is wandering, but you can discriminate between the kinds of things that they're (laughs) paying attention to. Whether they're doing something like peripheral tasks, like writing documentation, or unrelated tasks, like surfing social media or online browsing. Hey, little Kevin, what are you doing? What are you on Tumblr looking at porn? Zap, boom, right back to central programming, baby. Don't you dare veer off from where I want you to think, okay? It's the managerial class that runs this universe, and that's the way we're going to keep it. When you combine brainwave activity together with other forms of software and surveillance technology, the power becomes quite precise. So what do we do with this? What do we do with technology that enables us to monitor brainwave activity for attention? Do we embrace it? 
Do we resist it? We force it and we create a tyrannical organization or world government where we can just own everybody and make sure they do what we want at the lowest cost possible, at the cheapest value, and the maximum amount of hours before they just, you know, basically a Chinese sweatshop factory making iPhones at scale. This is a dream, baby. This is a dream for tyranny. I believe there is a pathway forward with such technology, but it's putting it in the hands of employees. And it whether or not they want the technology in order to improve their own performance, but not using it as a measure of their brain metrics to decide whether to fire them, hire them, or to watch for their lagging cognitive decline over time and using it as a way to discriminate against them. We might soon even use the technology to help people wake back up. This is a haptic scarf that MIT Media Lab has developed, which uses brainwave technology in a responsive way to give a person a little buzz. Literally. <laughs> Literally, we just buzz them if they're not focusing on the task we want them to do. Do you see how this gets a little bit out of hand? What are you thinking of eating your grapes? Zap. Nope. Back to doing that tax return. You understand? What are you thinking about what you want to do after work? Zap. Back to into that tax return. Okay. You think you're going to think about going out with your friends later? Zap. Back to doing that audit. This is what happens. This is the war. This technology is here. She's bragging about how this technology is here. We just need to sell it to the public so that you want it because you're saving humanity by wearing the scarf and doing by getting zapped. You're saving people in in uh, uh, Congo mining metals for a dollar a day with no electricity in their hometown. So you can have your Tesla. But this will save them as long as you're willing to get zapped. They're so good. These people are so good at framing this in a way where it's going to save humanity for you to have give up more of your freedom to governments, to corporations. They are so good at it. You're going to save that. What are you? You don't want your brainwaves uh, managed by somebody else. That means you hate the free world. You hate the new liberal world order, as Joe Biden says. That's what happens here. When their mind starts to wander to help them refocus and hone their attention. There's another pathway forward with this technology, which I find to actually be quite exciting and something that I think companies should be experimenting with. And that is the use of the technology to make the workplace a more responsive workplace to the individual worker. We've all heard the whole idea that robots are coming for our jobs, that there will be no jobs left for humans. With generative AI, I think we have good reason to wonder how we're going to integrate that in ways that keep us relevant and challenged and important uh, in the workplace. Robots and AI work seamlessly together in order to optimize a better and healthier workplace. In one experiment, Penn State researchers... So I want to play one of her videos real quick. This is from six years ago, this video, talking about how this technology is used. This, this one is actually from six years ago, talking about, you know, controlling employees and making sure they're doing as they're told. This is six years ago about, uh, uh, about a company, Tesco, and what they do with their employees. Six years ago. It's done on an individual basis. It's still done on an individual basis. And it allowed them to take time for breaks, for coffee breaks, for biological breaks. But if they took an unscheduled break, it would be counted against their productivity. 
and their individual productivity was measured, and their individual productivity was the basis for determining their compensation and their overall advancement. There was an uproar by the employees. They felt like this was Big Brother watching them. And they really didn't like it, even though in many ways it did make their jobs easier. They didn't have to carry the clipboards around anymore. They didn't have to mark everything from place to place. But they didn't like the sense in which even their bathroom breaks were being tracked. Well, too bad, you might think. They shouldn't be taking unscheduled breaks. It's better for workforce productivity, but is it better for morale? Is it better for individuals to feel as if their every movement is scrutinized? Does it improve our experience in the workplace? Does it improve our experience as a society? Well, why not just quit and go work somewhere else? Why work at Tesco? Well, it turns out a lot of the people who are working in somewhere like a warehouse don't have terrific job mobility. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We tell you what to do, and that's it. That's the end of the story. So this technology is here. The question is, to what use can it be put into play with? Is it going to be implemented in a in a negative way and controlled by people who you don't want to manage your brainwaves? Or are we going to do it to make humans better, lift us up, be pro-human, pro-freedom, what we stand for on this podcast? Or is it going to go the way the past couple of years have went, which is like, oh, you know, if you're thinking about leaving your house during lockdowns, we're going to zap you, and you're going to go back into your house, Okay. That's where this gets a little bit out of hand. So we need to figure out what we're going to be using it for. But you need to know that this technology is here because the technology is here. And we need to know that when they are selling you on it, you know exactly what's happening and what they're planning to use it for from their own videos and then decide if you want your brainwaves managed, okay? Because again, if they use it to say, oh, zap, go to the CVS pharmacy, zap, go back to lockdowns, you can see how this can be used for very nefarious things, all right? It could be forcing you to do things you might not want to do. That is 2023. This is the beginning of the AI revolution. Life is never going back to being the same. We know that. It is about to be unbelievable to what happens between now and like 2030, 2033, 10 years from now. The, innov- the innovation you are going to experience in the next 10 years of how life change is going to be greater than the amount of innovation that was experienced in the last 100 years. The next 10 years will be greater than the last hundred. So things are about to go bananas. And if you haven't played with chat GPT yet, let me know. I can help you out. And that is the very beginning of what this stuff is going to be do. It's very powerful. It could be used for a lot of good. It could be used for a lot of bad. We need to keep our eye on it and we need to, we need to come together. We need to realize that we can use this AI stuff. We can get excited for this innovation and we can still be pro human. We can still be pro freedom and anti-tyranny. That's it. That's it. All right. Thank you for listening to Jonathan Cogan's show today. Subscribe to the Rumble channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow wherever you get your podcast. That's the most important part. And uh, if you want to donate, patreon.com forward slash ownership economy. Appreciate all the new audience. This is fantastic. It's great to be with you. Things are about to get spicy. Things are heating up to nuclear war. We got a lot going on at all fronts. So we're going to be covering that. And then in the coming days, it's great to be back. I was gone because I lost heat and it was very difficult to record in freezing, dangerous temperatures. And I know none of you want me to get ill because you need the truth and you deserve the truth. And that's it. End of story. Also, you can watch live on Twitter at K-O-G-Z, at Kogs. And if you have any questions, leave comments on any of the posts, and I will get back to you. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you soon.